Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh. Happy Halloween, Halloween Chasers! Yeah. Am I? <laughs> Merry downfall, everyone. <laughs> you were all warned. Thank you very much for, for cramming in. Um, it's, it is tight, but it's more legroom than you're going to get on your budget airline home. That, that, that's a fact. Welcome to the authentic local tapas bar, O'Neill. <laughs> the, uh, the Guinness is a local speciality. So enjoy yourself. I'm Tim. This is Phil. This is JB. We and you are Egg Chasers. And we're so grateful that you're here with us today. I think it says everything about the, the game of rugby that a bunch of strangers... Uh, can it's come not a charity appeal. <laughs> ...can come together uh, and brought together by our love of rugby. And that's what we're here to uh, chat about today. Some people have uh, made longer trips than others. And I actually want to start off by um, bringing someone up who's, I think, unless someone can beat this, travelled the furthest. Gonzalo? Oh, you're right there. Good man. Get up here. Get up here. Gonzalo. Hello. Hey. He's come here from? Chile. From Chile. Genu- genuinely incredible. Absolutely incredible. We really appreciate it. Actually, I have a small talking, talking for you. I, know, I have a small gift for anyone, one of you. And I'll something for the dungeon. Okay, Gonzalo has something for the dungeon. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Toledo Rugby Club, Chile. Good man. Actually, it's called Rucamanque. It means uh, the house of the condor. The house of the condor. We are in our house now. Take a seat, Gonzalo. Right, there's plenty of other people. Who's going to be in the doghouse and maybe sleeping on the sofa with this trip being on Mother's Day? Yeah, yeah so I appreciate that. We didn't, we didn't realise that when we, uh, when we looked at the scheduling for this one. JB, do you know any facts? As it's Mother's Day, do you know any facts about any rugby players' mothers? Uh, yeah, Nick Kennedy's mum is an author. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact, yeah. I, I, just, I thought I'd help you out by changing your repertoire. I have found another one out. Does uh, anyone else know uh, what Johnny May's mum? Oh. Anyone? 
Fit. I imagine she's very fast. Not the Prime Minister. <laughs> good effort. <laughs> <laughs> Go the week. Very good. Very good. Here's another one for you, JB. Jo- fact, Johnny May's mum taught Ed Sheeran guitar. Is that right? There you go. Wow. There you go. That's great, Pat. I- I'm imagining, what do you think's going on in the Farrell household now? Oh, it's dark, in the- dark there, mate. So, who would have thought England are still on for uh, an historic three in a row? It's just defeats, not championships. <laughs> Ireland are up to second in the world rankings. Well done. They're everywhere, aren't they? And they Spain are on the verge of World Cup qualification. Yay! Now, let's just have a quick update. They're not actually qualified yet, are they? They're nearly there. They have to beat Belgium by any score next week, and they and they are qualified. And, and that is Belgium, who conceded 62 points against Romania this weekend. Who Spain previously beat. Correct. Yeah. Louder, please. Sorry, Louder. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, and you guys need to talk close to your mic, but <laughs> loud as you can, please. Gas on. Thank you. So, I'm going to do the equivalent of a breathalyzer, because I am concerned. I'm the responsible one. Uh, I am concerned that these two might have been hitting the salty kiss a little too hard. <laughs> so um, I'm going to just test your mental dexterity and make sure you're actually in a fit position to actually do this. Yeah, okay, uh, like okay. an HIA, exactly. Uh, uh-oh. So I'm going to ask you some questions, but the extra twist is you're going to have to answer each other's question, if you get me. Okay. So I'll ask you first, Phil. Obviously, you won't answer this. Yeah. Which rugby legend is spending his retirement flying helicopters? So I get to answer that. You answer that after, after, after your... I've asked your question. Question two then, JB. If you're in front of a kicker, in front of the back foot of a breakdown, or entering the side of a ruck, you're said to be? Helicopters. No. <laughs> <laughs> Richie McCaw. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> the answer is? Richie McCall. Correct. Uh, Phil, Ireland's diminutive scrum half of years gone by and has played for Munster, Newcastle, Worcester, Sale and Bath is? Offside. Correct. JB, the small, very old, bald alien creature that trains Luke Skywalker in Star Wars is? (laughs) Stringer. (laughs) (laughs) Phil, Eddie Jones is part Japanese and part what? Yoda. Correct. Uh, JB, uh, someone addicted to drinking is said to be what? Australia. Australian. Correct. <laughs> Phil, who is often who is the often criticised commentator from Sky Sports? <laughs> uh, no, Twitter God. Twitter God. <laughs> Alcoholic. Correct. Uh, JB. Once they finish their career in rugby, who has already laid plans to be a fitness expert, social media star, and deep house DJ? <laughs> Twitter God. Stuart Barnes. Correct. <laughs> Phil, which fame-hungry reality TV star broke the internet with a picture of their ample backside on which they rested a champagne flute? James Haskell. Correct. <laughs> I'm getting this. JB, name England's most used, or some would say oh. most overused, hooker. Kim Kardashian. Correct. <laughs> Phil, what small aggressive mammal spends much of its life on its back, swimming, relaxing, and building dams and attacking potential predators by biting with its big teeth? Dylan Hartley. Correct. <laughs> JB, what type of modelling is Katie Price, a.k.a. Jordan, best known for? Beaver. Correct. (laughs) Phil, JB's hero, Margaret Thatcher, was the UK's first what Prime Minister? (laughs) Topless. (laughs) 
That's our, that's our ex-Prime Minister. <laughs> JB, Sale Diamond, uh, Sale Diamond, Steve Diamond is in charge of... I've lost my train of thought. Women. Correct. <laughs> Phil, JB supports? Sail sharks. Yeah! Which means to round it off, JB supports? Oh, no one. No, no, no one. No one. No one. <laughs> All right, I'll keep, I'll, I'll, neutral. I'll I'll keep neutral. working on him. I'll keep working on him. So let me just gauge this. Uh, Englishmen in, in the house, or women. English people. Right, okay, so let's. Um, this might be tough. Uh, let, let, let's talk England then for a moment. Yes, let's. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bonjour. So I, I'm just going to mention um, one of our pod rivals. In January no. of this year, Andy Good said. England will win the Grand Slam, then beat New Zealand by 10 points. And the thing is, that was not a ludicrous statement eight weeks yes, ago. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It's been ludicrous since the start. Go on, have, have your minute then. I think England, right, looking Close back at the it... Mic. Close there to the mic. I think England, looking back at it now, can be grateful that they beat Wales. How hard are you finding this, Phil? That actually... Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 right, I'm finding this so hard. So... <laughs> Let, let's do it a different way you tell me what you think happened yesterday and why they lost well, well go on Phil uh, so in terms of the specific performance uh, England very limited going forward very yep. limited uh, attack their carriers so multiple carriers who are normally very effective for both club and country were completely ineffective and far too many mistakes in terms of both knock-ons Losing the ball at Rooks and penalty after penalty after exactly. penalty. Exactly. It, it was a ludicrous idea to think that you can beat France with nothing but a power game. By the way, thank God for two playmakers. What would England do without their two playmakers, eh? What? What were they thinking? <laughs> yeah, you like You're not on a WhatsApp group with him. <laughs> well, even worse than that, uh, I have been... Sh- the distinct misfortune of uh, sharing a bedroom with JB this weekend... Yep. And last night, at about five in the morning, I was woken. JB was sleep chanting, downfall, downfall, downfall. That actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look. look. Who, who thinks we are witnessing downfall right now? Uh, so, okay, you haven't won the room completely over. Right, so here's one thing. Uh, Phil Kearns, was he a hooker for Aussie, Australia? Yeah, yeah. yeah could have been. Phil Kearns, this was a quote from him in 2016. He said, Eddie Jones will make and break England. He will make an instant impact in the short term. After that, who knows? I've heard from guys in the Japan team that say they wouldn't like to be under him again because they couldn't keep pace with the workload. It was so intense. And our friends from the Green and Gold podcast were saying something similar on their they were saying, yeah, They were saying exactly the same, actually. Uh, the interesting thing about Japan is he had those Japanese boys to himself for six months. They were full-time Japanese squad members for six months, and he pretty much broke them. Uh, He's fired most of his backroom team. He's got a really good body of work of failing after about two years. Massive impact, and and then fails. So, I would say what he needs to do is probably fire himself now, (laughs) and then reappoint himself. 
<laughs> that to me would stack up. <laughs> I, I know what Eddie Jones needs to do. He needs to run the service industry in Spain because he needs to up some workload, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm sure we'll return to downfall, but I think, uh, and having, having mentioned that, anyone that tried to get a, a beer today at the wonderful rugby ground. Uh, oh. for Isn't it a great, gra- oh. great ground? It is a quality ground. But, um, yeah, let, let's just jump across sideways. I, I should have mentioned first, really, uh, Spain. The game that we all watched today, uh, and Spain on the verge of history, qualifying for their second ever World Cup, and put Germany to the sword. And, uh, and I've got just a brilliant setup. It was amazing to see, unlike last year when... The, the people that went over made up about a tenth of the, the whole crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, it was only in about the 78th minute that we found the, the lads in the budgie smugglers from Aylesbury Rugby Club. How good are... I, I, I've never seen budgie smugglers and a poncho be worn so well. <laughs> now, how, how good are Spain and how bad are Germany? <laughs> that, 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 that's a fair question. Sorry, say again. How good is Spain or how bad is Germany? So that, that German team were not good. No. Were n- not good at all. I don't think I'd be the worst player, player <laughs> on that team. I don't. You could, you could have done a job. Yeah, I could throw it in. Uh, how good is Spain is, a, is another question. They look pretty good. But it's, it's all relative, isn't it? Yeah. So they, they performed reasonably well, but still lost, lost fairly comfortably against Georgia. And Georgia is still some distance off a top tier team mm. they've probably got a top tier scrum but that's about it yeah so how good is Spain if they qualify and I, hope, I really hope they do and it looks almost certain that they will qualify for the World Cup uh, they could be on the end of a couple of big hidings in, that, in the they're World they're going to be in Ireland and Scotland in Japan's pool which would be great yeah uh, if they qualify yeah <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I absolutely loved the I loved the Spanish hookers Yep. <laughs> no, no. Hey! I, I'm trying to do a rugby podcast here, guys. Come on. The Spanish number two. The Spanish number two and number 16 were both awesome. Yeah, they Did were. anyone see the number two before the game? He was the most intense rugby player I've ever seen. He was um, slapping himself. He was doing those old 1980s circle in the arms, warm up drill. He was, uh, he was a joy to watch. <laughs> and their number eight is a dominator. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. good. Eight was pretty good. I tell you, he did well for the Germans. Is uh, number fourteen? I thought he was fairly decent. I think number twelve did well to last beyond ten minutes before <laughs> collapsing. <laughs> I felt sorry. I felt sorry for the German hawker today. He had a very, very tough game. Very hard game. Yep. Let's jump back to England. Uh, Anthony Watson, discuss. Is he the answer? We saw Eddie Jones make some changes, and I don't know how I feel about the changes and. Where we go from here? The answer is no, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tell me why. All right, the answer is no, because Anthony Watson is not the answer for England. Because what what England effectively need is a ball carrier at 12. So they can't have uh, Farrell, the Ford Farrell thing. So they need a second playmaker in at 15. The guy they should be playing, and I think it's like a point of principle now that they don't, is Alex Good? Alex Good should be the nailed-on England fifteen. But it, right? it, so no, uh, Watson's a great player. Watson's probably England's most naturally gifted player on the wing, and that's where and that's where he should stay. Is that not just you kind of 
twisting the narrative to suit what you want. As in, Jay, as if he would. Yeah. As in, yeah. Come on. Yeah. As in, you 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 don't like two playmakers, or you don't like Ford and Farrell together, and, like and, and Farrell you want, and they don't pl- make make any plays. So what's the point? And you want, uh, and you want Good playing. I want Good at fifteen. Yeah. So I'd, we didn't see, in terms of the question, yesterday we didn't see anywhere near enough from Watson. We didn't see half of what he can potentially do. Yeah, but if, if he can fill his... Isn't that the point, though? Isn't the point, like, you've got 80 minutes of international rugby. You need to do it in those 80, mi- in 80 minutes. But it, it's never just 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's never just one cap. It's, you need to build up a long body of work in that position. Because one game, players can look brilliant or can look terrible just judging them on 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. You need 10 caps, 20 caps plus... In order to I, determine whether someone I don't is, I think a, Bath think that that he that they that he is their best fullback. I think that they, oh. are, they actually prefer him on the wing. No, Bath. <laughs> there you go. There we go. There but that, but you see, that's using reason and facts. <laughs> well, is you tell me, you tell me, is what is what's in the answer? Sorry? Is what's in the answer? Uh, I, I, I liked the selection. I'm scratching my head after yesterday. One thing I do want to, uh, and this is, I'm going to sound a little bit like a stock record, but I just want to speak up for the hero, the legend, Chris Robshaw. Hmm. What a hero that man is. In a, in a really badly performing England team in the last two games, that guy is an absolute hero. And I hope he's not made any kind of scapegoat. Uh He's not a number seven. You, yes. Okay, yeah. His, his turnovers yesterday and the penalties he won as a seven. I, Dude, I don't think anyone deserves any credit, actually. I think, I think none of them deserve any credit whatsoever. Because, right, you know, we're, we're talking about bodies of work and this, that, and the other. This is a France team who's got a brand new coach. Uh, seven of their players got caught in a sex scandal up in Scotland. <laughs> right, they're, they're on their third fly-half in four games, and they beat England. And what, so and, no and, one deserves any credit. They should they, they, they should go away and work harder. No, they don't want to work harder. No, they, no, they <laughs> no. Oh, and by the way, that, that's another thing which needs to be, be addressed. Why are England doing a pre-season in the middle of the Six Nations? They're working as hard as they would do in a pre-season. Yeah, that now looks like a massive mistake. Yes, a huge, a huge mistake. So one of the big things, so reading the papers this morning, one of the big things that has been... You can look at you prep. Can, this man well, prep. always <laughs> you, working. You can look at the game in isolation. A lot of the people, a lot of people, a lot of writers are uh, indicating that the uh, the factor that has caused that, the correlating factor, is the fatigue of all those boys. Yeah. And guys, particularly the Saracens team, who've played like kind of back-to-back uh, Heineken Cup finals or European Champions Cup finals, they've played on a Lions tour. They had six weeks rest in the summer, but not enough. They are absolutely shattered. And that doesn't excuse the performance, but it explains the performance, yeah. if, that, if that makes sense. Come on, Tim. It's okay, mate. I know. It's, it's okay. It's really tough. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, fine. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to accept that I... You may have a you may have had a point, JB. That's okay, mate. That's big of you. Is there anybody? Is there anybody that think? No, there's nobody. Surely it would. Oh, I don't even know what to say. I'm. I'm... <laughs> well, well. Here's here's a question then. Does anyone think that England will beat Ireland next weekend? Oh, we've got about Ooh. six or seven hands. I'm going to hand you the microphone. So if you can introduce yourself and then tell us why. 
Uh, I'm James. Uh, I think home advantage makes a massive difference in the Six Nations, as can be seen by previous results. James says home advantage, and that, that's, that's, that's fair statistically. You know what, though? I would rather be an England fan at the moment than an Ireland fan. As good as Ireland are. What? I think at least England's got a bit. At least England's got a bit of drama going on. Ireland just dull. They are. <laughs> they are. They are dull. They are organised. Pretty, you know, meticulously well prepared. Rested players. What's the, where, where's the fun? Where's the fun? Do you know who I'd support? France. <laughs> there you go. You like the drama and the chaos. Yeah. Though. Oh yeah. Uh, Don't yeah. encourage him. <laughs> Well, that's, that's a good game to get onto. Yes. Ireland battered the Scots like a Mars bar in Glasgow. They hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, as a pride Ulsterman, your boy, Stockers. Oh, Stockers. What, a, what a season. What a, what a start to international rugby that man is having. Right, so do you have any stats on Stockdale? Because I've, I've got a few for you, Phil, that you'll like. Okay. So... Jacob Stockdale now has equaled the most number of tries scored in a single Six Nations campaign by one player with a match to go. No. Yep. He's 21 years old. He has the most international career... Oh, sorry. Yeah, he has more international career tries than Simon Zebo, despite playing 25 fewer tests. No, wow. surely not. Yep. Wow. So, uh, another Ulsterman on the wing, Tommy Bowe, is the second uh, highest try scorer in Irish international rugby history. Already, Jacob Stockdale has one third of the tries that Tommy Bow got for Ireland in eight tests. That's in eight tests. Bloody hell. That's the, pretty The good. boy is amazing. He, he, he really does have the world at his feet. He's got everything. He's got the size. He's got the pace. He reads the game brilliantly, both in attack and defence. And that's often a, a criticism of wingers. Yeah. Someone like Chris Ashton, for example, who can read the game perfectly in, in attack but defensively has got frailties. Yeah, I think Jacob Stockdale is basically the player George North should be. <laughs> well, he's, he's kind of the player that George North was for four or five years, Yeah, but not quite the player that George North is right George, now. George North weirdly showed up again against Italy. <laughs> such, a, such a George North thing, thing to do. Do you know anyone else think Jacob Stockdale looks a little bit like a slightly inflated Johnny Sexton? No, he looks like... He, I think he looks a little bit like Crichton from um, Red Dwarf. <laughs> he does. Uh, Johnny Sexton, the only man in international rugby still rocking shoulder pads as well. Yeah. <laughs> Real commitment to the cause. Like that. an episode of Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> it would, it, what would he look like without his shoulder pads, though? You wouldn't be able to take him seriously, however good he is. No. You can't really take him uh, seriously with shoulder pads. But he's so good. He's so good. Just... Him and Conor Murray, in terms of controlling the game and their experience and knowing what to do at the right time, yeah, they're so, so good. Um, I, so I've got a theory about Ireland, right? And my theory goes something like this, which is, the, like, as mentioned before, like organised and so forth. I actually think it's only Sexton and Murray that actually rate themselves, as in they are the only guys with, the will, with like that winning mentality. I reckon the rest of them almost feed off Sexton, Sexton and... I'm Murray. I fact, think Rob Carney there's... probably rates himself in a bar chatting to women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Stock, Stockdale might be in that mode. Isn't, did you see the comment from Brian O'Driscoll uh, today? No. So he said, they've won the Six Nations. Yep. 
that's irrelevant to the Island team because this team needs, wants, deserves, they believe they deserve a Grand Slam. Yeah, it's, it's I agree. All, let, let me throw that up. On the grass. Irish fans, uh, I know we've got a, quite a few in. Uh, so, obviously, you'd be disappointed to, l- to lose to England. Would you deem it a successful tournament if you win the championship but don't get the Grand Slam losing to England? Not, not a success. Are we, are England, are we that bad now? Well, <laughs> to be fair, this, this is what England should be aspiring to, isn't it? This is where England hoped to be. There we go. <laughs> uh, the other thing about this game, which we've not actually mentioned, was how much rugby Scotland wanted to play. Well, Scotland had to. So we, we said this last week. If Scotland try and keep it tight, which is not their game, they're going to get beaten. So yeah. they, they, they took the game to Ireland, and the first half was one of the most exciting first halves of rugby I've seen. The only problem is the execution. Because mm. there was at least three guilt-edged chances where if the pass goes to hand, yeah. it's a completely different game. Now, unfortunately, having those three opportunities and missing those three opportunities is unacceptable at international standard. And the players to get in that position... It was exceptional skill to get in that position, particularly the, the Hugh Jones chip and chase for the first chance. It's brilliant to get in that position. You have to finish those 90% of the time at international rugby. You can't miss three chances. Yeah, I actually thought if Scotland were going to win this, they'd have to score early and often. That, that, was, that was the only way. Yeah, and if, if that first one goes in, I think it was 14-10 or something like that, at that point, completely different game. Just shows Ireland a class. Well, well, it was like it was it was just a carbon copy of Scotland Wales or Wales Scotland, where Scotland tried everything, nothing came off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interception tries, everything came off against England. So, what's the outlier here? Like, where are Scotland? I, I can't quite well make my mind up. There's also that performance against Australia, which everyone forgot about, which was amazing. That was amazing. Their performance against New Zealand I think they was be, very, yeah. very, very so, good. So, to summarise, their performance is at Murrayfield, outstanding. Ah. Correct. Yeah, I did see today that they've lost, in the last two years, they've lost six from six on the road. Really? Yeah. And, and I think before that, maybe eight from eight they've lost on the road. Right, I, I, don't, I don't want to bring the, the tone down, Irish fans, because you're celebrating your championship and you're looking forward to a potential Grand Slam. Uh, but there, again, there was another little HIA issue was incident that uh, cropped up just before half time Keen Healy looked uh, completely out of it and was allowed to play on I think that will I think that will get mentioned again mm. well yeah. I, why don't I um, have a little bit of an interlude here with a bit of a story uh, has anyone ha- Stor- story time with JB new has- segment <laughs> well it's, it's more of a news item but I, I, I had to bring this up it's almost old news now and it's not even from rugby union it's from the world of rugby league but when you said a man that's not quite into it. I had to bring up. Has anyone heard of Scott Moore? Has anyone heard? This is one of the most unbelievable stories I think I've heard in rugby for about 10 years. So it's, it, well, if it was rugby union, it would be entirely unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually quite believable. Because it, yeah, because it's rugby league. Yeah, I'm not, not that surprised. So Scott Moore is a hooker who was meant to be the next great thing in rugby league. The youngest ever player to play for St. Helens, would you believe, at 16 years old. He was uh, caught the the other day outside of Manchester, driving at 150 miles an hour when the the police were chasing him. Two coppers had to fight him for 50 minutes, and they tasered him four times. (laughs) Six. No, no, no. Oh, sorry, sorry. Six. No, no. They tasered it. No, the taser was used six times. 
Four, five of the tasers went into him. Oh, the, you do you do your research yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> the, the sixth taser was set off by him after he stole the taser gun. Quote. <laughs> quote unquote. You're getting it now. Um, it was finally. <laughs> it was finally brought to an end by a third by a third copper in minute fifty. Right, now, fair play to those coppers. I mean, I think 15, minute in, 15 minutes into this scrap, and after letting off my, th- my first three tasers, I'm like, I, you can go. You can, you can, uh, do what you want, I'm going home, right? But they fucking, they, they actually corralled him. He pulled the tasers he off. He pulled himself. the tasers out, right? So here might be the best part of the whole thing. I, I, me- I mentioned this story to someone who actually played with him at, at, at academy level in St. Helens. And, quote, he said... Oh, Scotty, always knew where to get the good stuff from. (laughs) (laughs) Rugby league, everybody. Rugby league. (laughs) Quiz? Yes, we will. We will do a quiz in just a moment, which Phil has prepared. Uh, One question, though, just um, because I mentioned the HIA thing, which was one little controversy. Another big talking point, which I don't think would have affected the results, so I'm not a bleating Englishman. That that, That is now a penalty trying a yellow card. What, what, Anthony Watson? By the now, by the letter of the law, I it's it's a yellow card and a penalty try. There you go, unlucky. Do we want that to be a, pe- a penalty try and a yellow card? If, if, if it fits my narrative, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mind. Uh, there was contact with the head, just. Just so it does fall into that category. It does feel a bit soft. And I, I'm, I am kind of against the whole double punishment, maybe. Yeah, it was one or the other, isn't it? Yeah, it does kind of feel, yes, go for a penalty try or go for a yellow card. Maybe not both. Yeah, I agree with that. There's a slight similarity. I, I suppose I can understand letter of the law, it, it's a card. Or equally, letter of the law, I, lots of you might have been out here. Um, I was working at the... I'm not going to talk about Anglo-Welsh Cup, don't worry. But I was at the Anglo-Welsh Cup game between Bath and Northampton. Tamana Harrison, last-minute red card uh, for head-butting <laughs> Nathan Cat. I mean, props of years gone by, and I don't want to sound like one of those you are, the good old you days. Are. And I am sounding like that. <laughs> you, you normally do but, sound like that. But Nathan Cat making the fuss he did and saying, ref, my nose, my nose. Mm. A red, straight red card is where we're at. Yeah, I think so. That's basically it. You can't it, do it, mate. It's, it's kind of one of those where the force is entirely irrelevant for me. The force can be considered for when you're going for it's the ban. It's a stupidity. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost give him a red, he, simply for he, the stupidity he, of it. He should be red carded for low IQ. <laughs> <laughs> he should be red carded for that beard. Yes, yes. <laughs> he, he's, he's going for the most aggressive Armishman he can be. <laughs> abrasive. An abrasive. Ab- abrasive Armishman. Abrasive Armishman. <laughs> right. Okay, we will return to rugby matters, but... Quiz, quiz, quiz. Yeah. <laughs> now, how are we going to choose a contestant? At random. The, the audience. Ooh. No, he's getting no more of my time. No. <laughs> someone, I, want, I want someone at the back. Hey, that, no, man, that man there, that man there. I've, I've, I've just picked you. In the baseball cap. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. 1984, come on down. Yeah. Uh, where have you parked your skateboard? <laughs> right, there you go. What's your name, sir? Jacob. Jacob, lovely to meet you. <laughs> Thanks, where have you come from? 
Hertfordshire, near London. Okay. Mean streets there. Mean streets of Hertfordshire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we no, go. No. For, format of the quiz, it is quick fire, fingers on buzzers. Uh, so, so how do we... So just, just shout out. First person to shout out. And I am the sole judge, the sole arbiter of who gets it right. Perfect. <laughs> oh, who said that? <laughs> Couldn't help it. I love Phil. More built environment. Well, what, what do you love? What do you? Why do you love Phil? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Be- best looking. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> go on, go on with it. Okay. First question. Well, the first questions. I am going to tell you the name of. A coffee shop. Oh. All I, need to, all I need you to do is tell me the player or players who own oh, it. Oh, wow. Coffee with wow. the Boys. This quiz is called Coffee with the Boys. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay. First one. Jika Jika. Uh, Barrett. Uh, uh, Matt Stevens. Matt. Yes. A uh, one point cock up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Lee Mears as well, yeah. Uh, Quite right. It, it, isn't it closed down now? Is it still going? It's closed. Is it closed? <laughs> the most famous closed shop, uh, coffee shop in the world, that. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Josie's. Chris, Chris Robshaw. 2 oh. 0 to, to Tim Cocker. Yeah. Come on, guys. I think, I think I'll peak too soon. Yeah. All right. Number three, Wayland Yard. Marlon Yard. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He should get a point though, shouldn't he? Anyone on that? Yeah. Uh, what's it? Wayland Yard. Wayland Yard. Any of the Worcester boys know? Oh, I... ah, damn it. Yeah. Who was it? Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Okay, off the coffee off the coffee shop questions. Oh, what? <laughs> I've kind of exhausted the list, but um, okay. Next question: What is the name of James Haskell's Spotify playlist? Oh, oh backroom beats. Yes, backroom beats. Back 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 row beats. Back row beats. <laughs> back row beats. Yep. Tim, is it good? Uh, it's not as good as his other stuff on. Um... What's he got? He's, he's Sound, SoundCloud. 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 <laughs> uh, Jay, Jay you, you literally cannot name any musician or band from the last 20 years. No, nothing. Nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> but James Haskell, you'll make an exception. Yeah. So the current scores, Tim on two, JB on one. Jacob, come on. Come on, mate. <laughs> right, he's, his name is Jacob Barr. You're Jonathan, you're JB. JB right here, everyone. Jonathan. Next question. What was Stefan Armitage's first professional club? London 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 Irish. Jacob! There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com <laughs> two one one Next question, and I'm afraid this is the Tim Cocker special round. Oh, it's about a player's wife. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to tell you the name of a lady. Okay. You need to tell me the name of her rugby player, boyfriend or husband. I've got no chance. (laughs) First one. Jess Impiazza. Uh... Uh, doesn't count. Uh, uh, they're divorced. Oh, <laughs> uh, Denny Solomona. Denny Solomona. Oh, no. it, it could have also been Marlon Yard. I mean, if it's historic, if, it, if it's historic, do we need to put an edit mark in no, there? No, that's enough. <laughs> uh, three points to Tim Cocker. What, that's, no, I, I named both of her ex-partners who play rugby. <laughs> By the way, uh, Jess in Piazza, right? If I was part of an agency, i.e. like a scouting agency, she must have some eye for talent. I mean, she ditches a current England winger because she could see the talent of the Castlefield... Yeah, of, of Castlefield. Castlefield. Castleford. Castleford. <laughs> that, 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 that's quite something. Okay, 3-1-1. Next question. Camilla Kerslark. Chris Robshaw. Oh. <laughs> 4-1-1. Liked her last Instagram pictures. Very good. <laughs> and third and final player's girlfriend, Amy Huberman. Brian Driscoll. Correct. Hey. I have no idea. JB2. <laughs> yeah. Four, two, one. (laughs) Okay, back to the quick fire. Okay. Who makes the kit for Leicester Tigers? Oh. Oh my God. It begins with a B, Beedon or something like that. (laughs) Brett. Canterbury? No. No. It's like, it's a. Cougar. No. Cookery. Cookery! <laughs> Four, three, one. Is a cougar still about? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Which international team did John Moonlight play for? Fuck. I- it, uh, USA. Incorrect. Canada! I'll take it! <laughs> more Cholton, one point. Yes! <laughs> Four, three, two. Okay, final round. Now, this is f- the famous fullbacks round. Famous fullbacks, okay. So, I'm going to tell you a game, and I'm going to tell you a team. All you have to do is tell me who started fullback for that team in that famous game. So... <laughs> Here we go. So, who played fullback for the losers of the Rugby World Cup final in 2007? Uh, Josh Lucy. Uh, is it? No. no, no, no. 
Jason Robinson. Matthew, Matthew Tate. Correct. Yes. Ah. Tate played outside centre. Jason Robinson started a fullback. So five, five, three, two. How many questions you got left? Two questions left. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Who played fullback for the winners of the European Champions Cup in the final in 2015? Alex Good. Armitage. Incorrect, incorrect. Tim, you got a chance? Matt Gitto. Incorrect. Ridiculous answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyone? Half penny. Lee half half penny. penny. Painful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Final one, and it's, it's game's already over, but... Right, so it's, it's just about second place, then. Second place, yeah. <laughs> Who played fullback for the losers of the Avicii Premiership final in 2017? Uh, 2017. 2017. Wasps. Uh, uh, oh, Curly Beal. Incorrect. No! Billy LaRue. Correct. Yeah! <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> the terrible quiz. <laughs> JB1, everybody! <sighs> yeah, pleasure. Disaster. So, for, for coming second, Jacob, uh, see... Well, where's he gone? <laughs> see, <laughs> there, is, there is an egg chaser's tie coming your way. <laughs> the famous tie. Come on then, Jay. Are we going to talk about next week's games? No, no, no. What do no. you want to talk about? Well, we haven't even mentioned Wales-Italy, for starters. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it, Wales, He's the most self-hating Welshman. <laughs> Wales-Italy is the least exciting fixture of any Six Nations, in my mind. <laughs> I, I, I just don't get excited about it. Well, I never thought I would uh, be saying... Well, if I thought I'd be saying, in the Six Nations, there's a team that are entirely predictable in attack and have no spark of genius and are just trying to batter their way to the line and there's one side that are trying to play offloading attacking rugby I would never have thought Wales and England would be the, the way around that they are yeah mm. yeah and, I'm with you and Gatland Gatland ball is no, no no no, no. <laughs> Gatland ball is alive and kicking as we've discussed many many times Gatland, Gatland ball is just the best use of the players available it, it is interesting to see the team he picked today because he's, he's changed a lot of players yeah. and Overall, they did a job. Yeah. They didn't perform as well as I was probably expecting, but they got four try uh, winning bonus point, and <laughs> you'll be happy. Gatland yeah. will be happy. Yeah, He's blooded, blooded some new players. But that's what I didn't like. I didn't like that they put so many new, so many new people into the team in one, in one go. Yeah. Because it compromises those players. I, why, I don't like George North playing well against uh, <laughs> against Italy. I mean, if you're going to play well, go and play well against England, or I don't know, shirt, shirt for Northampton occasionally. Uh, it, 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 you know, just show up, right? I, I just it's it's nothing. It's just a nothing fixture. Uh, Wales, poor man, Scarlets. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mean that. I'm actually really impressed with the changes that they've made and how they're playing. I'm quite envious but Wales of are, this style of rugby that they're playing. But Wales are another team are on their third, what, third starting ten in four games? Yeah, Patrick, Bigger, Anscombe. Yeah. yeah, so 
you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just a proving ground for young kids. Now, there were two yellow cards in this. Any, anyone annoyed about those two yellow cards? Always. I haven't even seen them, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, for the, not for the second one. I don't know what happened for the first. So the Gareth Davis uh, deliberate knock-on in the tackle. Yeah. It's one of those that could have gone either way. The, the, the ref adjudicated that he, he was deliberate. There was intention on that knock-on. And then the other one, the Liam Williams, yeah. which I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that being a red card. It, it, there, was, there was no intent to hit him in the head. He, he was intending to hit him hard. He did hit him hard, but he caught him in the head. Yeah. Yellow card is probably the right decision. Tim, outrage? <laughs> just, just general, general. No, yeah. no, it's fine. I was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It is what it is. So where can Wales finish? How, how can the table eventually look? Well, I, I, is it right England can... F- Finish fifth. Yeah. Wow. And it's not inconceivable. I mean, like again, we've we've got we've got Englishmen and we've got Irishmen in the room. Uh, make some noise if you think England will win at Twickenham. Hey! Ireland. Hey! Right. So England could well be fifth in the Six Nations, which is a that is a catastrophe. Yeah. Relegate <laughs> them. Uh, uh, well, just just to be fair, uh, J- JB's criteria for downfall part one was finishing third. Third, yeah. And, and I, I, mean, I, I was I, only wrong in how correct I was. <laughs> <laughs> Staggering. Uh. I think we should. I think we should venture to a really inhospitable place for uh, for a tour next year I think we should I think we should take JB to South Wales <laughs> oh no thank you <laughs> no chance <laughs> and looking ahead to next week yeah well three fixtures next week so who, who's Spain we're going to do Spain first yeah <laughs> oh yeah Spain Spain Belgium Spain, to qualify Belgium. for the World Cup and to qualify for the pool with Ireland with Scotland with Japan mm-hmm. and a another that is going to be a beat down a heavy, heavy Spain victory next week. Oh, that's that's one thing that I made a note of. Did uh, anyone see online the um, the official match card report that was filed by by the Spanish official after the game today? No, nope. it was it was flying around on the internet. It's really good. So they they just did this like they have to do a written report, weather conditions, result, and uh, uh, other comments. And so it read like this: This is written by a Spanish person in English. Weather conditions: rain. Which is only at the end, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. Um, crowd conditions. They didn't mention budgie smugglers, but they should have done. <laughs> uh, wet, they just said. Uh, temperature, 11 degrees. Fine. Uh, although, even though it's 11 degrees, there's a chap uh, that's come here, part of the Worcester Warriors crew, managed to get sunburn out there today. <laughs> Ed. Amazing. Another, another one at the front here as well. The, the comments, the, these are the... The comments filed by Spain officially for this match are very good match played in cloudy and rain day. Fanny and enjoy invasion at the end. I don't speak Spanish. It also said the king of Spain attended the game. Do you see him do a Mexican wave? Yeah. <laughs> what a dude. It's pretty cool, isn't he? Good lad. I, I, I love... Um, I love shining a light on these on these nations that don't get a, a lot of airtime, and, and Spain have really worked their socks off. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they are the only tier two nation who have a coach 
from their nation. Does that make sense? Everyone else has got a Kiwi or a Welshman or something like that. He is, he is the only coach who is a Spanish national, I understand. Or national of that co- Paid for by World Rugby. So World Rugby come in for a lot of flack when it comes to... Only by idiots. Uh, Pacific, by Pacific Island nations and stuff. People kind of like to say, oh, they're not giving them enough money, etc. Um, World Rugby do a lot. That's one great thing that I think is highlighted by nations like Spain and their development. Is World Rugby actually pay for coaches... Uh, to, uh, full-time to come in and change it. And we've seen that with a lot of British coaches going to... Although they chose Kingsley Jones for Russia. Yeah, odd that. Yeah, uh, so Kingsley Jones and... Um, who's the chap who was at Romania? Lynn Howells. Lynn Howells. Yeah. So they do... They World Rugby does some great work yeah. and it's helping the emerging nations. Um, I, I know JB will not want to even entertain the question. Nope. So I don't, it'll be a short one. Don't, don't, don't ask it. Don't Phil, ask it. Phil, would you like to see any uh, ability for nations in this second tier tournament to aspire to to play with the big guns? I'd like to see what Georgia could do, but the games, the Georgia games that I've seen in the last few years, they played Ireland a couple of years ago, they played Wales mm-hmm. in the autumn. That, sorry, the, I, the gap is too big right does, now. Does anyone think relegation promotion from Six Nations is a good idea? Yeah, yeah. It's a pr- the issue that it's I have real- is conceivably, say for example, you know, the way it's going, England could be in tier two. Yeah, which would be great. <laughs> It'd be great coming coming to see England play here would be fantastic. Yeah, but I never ever want to go a year without England Wales, England Ireland, England Scotland, Correct. or Scotland yeah. Ireland, um, or whatever. Yeah, those rivalries it. are decades. I, I don't know how many decades old now, but l- older than any of our rugby memories. Correct. So, so I, I never uh, want to see those go. Completely with you. So it's hard to know what the answer, what the answer to that uh, conundrum is. But well done, Spain. Good luck, and uh, they're going to win in Belgium. Uh, uh, in Belgium. Fixtures next week. Yeah, fixtures next week. Let's have a quick look, then, Philip. So next Saturday, all the games are Saturday uh, consecutive. So we start off with probably the least interesting fixture of them all. Oh. <laughs> It's going to be Italy hosting a big win for Scotland. Yeah, huge win. Oh, it's Super Saturday, isn't it? Three back-to-back. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a shame. Like, do you remember a couple of years when they're all back-to-back and every team knew that they had to score a shed load of points? Didn't we have so the every ulti- team just opened up and played real attacking rugby. Yeah, we had the ultimate, the ultimate day of rugby. Do you remember when yeah. it was France, England? Yeah. That was, was that 2015? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, who are you calling them for... Italy versus Scotland. Scotland by 30 points. Scotland by 30, yeah. Uh, by 17. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then we've got what should, what should have been the big match. is still a Grand Slam decider at 2.45 at Twickenham, England hosting Ireland. Some of these tickets, by the way, were over 200 quid. You not would anymore. be gutted, <laughs> wouldn't you? Uh, not if I sold them, no. <laughs> I'd be delighted so, uh, so here's a question Come on then Phil So do England So we spoke about the changes England could make last week Do England make any changes Or does Eddie Jones just basically stick with the team he's got And somehow hope it's, It turns itself Into the team it perhaps was Two years ago Drop it Oji Drop Farrell What else we got Who else is getting, going under the guillotine Who we got Drop Eddie. Drop Eddie. Drop Eddie. Eddie's done. Bring, bring back Harley. Bring back yeah, that's the answer. Don Armand. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> so, so Tim, you've got you can make one change, one switch of personnel. What do you do? I give Owen Farrell the ten shirt. Big ben, Big Ben Teo and Jonathan Joseph. Yeah. And um, yeah, if I had to make one change, that's what I do. I'm with you. That's exactly the change I'd make. Hmm. I, me personally, I'd like to see another uh, more athletic back row. So I'd bring in. Well, Simmons might be coming in naturally anyway, but I'd have, I'd have three genuine back rows rather than a, a five and a half and a seven, six and a half. Don Armand. Yeah, Don sorry, it would be, it'd be Don Armand. Don yeah. Armand or Haskell? It's Don if, Armand. If if Don Armand was an option, it would be Don Armand. By the way, you see on the video at the start, he loves us. He loves us. <laughs> he does love us. He really and does. And then, final game of the weekend. No, 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 hold on. We haven't even said that. So, an, oh, sorry. I- an island, they just steamroller as they have been doing. How do we see it going? Island by 15. Uh, no way are they winning by 15. Oh, all right, then. Hear me now, believe me later. <laughs> <laughs> a broken clock's right twice a day. <laughs> no, a broken clock is. Uh, a working uh, clock's right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think Ireland by five. I think Ireland narrowly and fair play to him. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious. And then the final game, Wales hosting France. That would be quite good, actually. That would be quite a tasty that, game. Yeah. Now, the, the disappointing thing, other than the first half of Scotland-France, France have not actually played much rugby. No, they haven't. So we, we saw that first half, and that was back to the good old days of France. They were playing from everywhere. They were offloading everything. And since then, they, they kind of done enough. And they, they weren't particularly good against England, but they did enough. And, I th- and England was so bad that enough was enough. They will, they will pick, their team by, pick their team by lottery. <laughs> They're going to have a brand new fly half. Um, and there's going to be a shadow of the tries. I just don't know how. Who's going to win? Wales. France. Wales. Wales. Right. Okay. JB has said, because it's a very special occasion and we're sharing it with you, um, that he's, he's going to, to face up to reality. He's going to be brave, show courage, <laughs> and um, not knack a pipe. <laughs> no. This is going to be a disaster. Uh, Jay, <laughs> talk about women's rugby. Yeah, Fra- France, France had a good win against England, and the other results happened. Um, Tell us about the women's rugby. What happened? Come, come up. Come up and tell us. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not really into it then. <laughs> <laughs> right, I like to think that, you know, when, when someone has, a, when someone has a, a concern or a worry that the rugby community is there for them, we've seen that time and again in all manner of ways and... Myself and Phil are, are there for you, JB. Uh, we're here we're for gonna, you. We're going to do this, are we? We're, we're going <laughs> to support you. JB um, has been holding on to a, a piece of his own identity and not, not accepting who he really is. And it's, it's made, life, made living life hard, hasn't it, Jay? <sighs> Come on. Come on. So, what are we doing? So JB, on Mother's Day, JB's going to call. We're gonna, I've, got, I've got your home number here. Jay, um, uh, don't say any more. Let's, let's okay. just call. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call. This is a big moment in JB's life. This is gonna be horrible audio. I don't know how this is. Here we go. <laughs> We're ringing. 
Hi, Dad. How are you? All right. Yeah, uh, you, you're on loudspeaker to about 200 people, okay? So don't say anything daft. Sorry? You're on loudspeaker to about 200 people. Yeah. Okay. Dad, I've got something to tell you. I'm a what? sale fan. <laughs> don't tell Mum. Don't tell Mum. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Bidwell. <laughs> I'm not a sale fan. I'm not a sale fan. <laughs> now, what's what's really amazing, as I say, we're, we're blown away. Imagine what, what it's like uh, being sat here when, what, three odd years ago, uh, we just started talking into some microphones, to mi- microphones. microphones <laughs> and, uh, and and chatting chatting shit about rugby and. People listened, <laughs> and people didn't... Well, I was going to say, taking seriously, that would be a step too far. Mm. Definitely. <laughs> but listened at least. And last year, we had a, a fantastic time in Bucharest. But uh, imagine... It, it is incredible uh, to sit here, isn't it, and see this? Ye- yesterday, today. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. It just shows, doesn't it, being first is nearly as important as being good. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. It's very true. Uh, now, is, have we got any... We're, we're all survivors here. I know we've had some people that are about to go catch a plane. The stag do fell by the wayside. Top lads. We've got, we've got plenty of people here. But was, was anyone in Bucharest last year? Yeah. Well, failing that, you, you may well have heard what happened. But we were in the presence of greatness on that day. And we couldn't possibly finish uh, a podcast. Oh, as, as, where as, is well, he? as well as the, the, the gentleman that day did. Come, he, on. He's come on, come here. He's here again. Here he is. Come, come on, Gavin. 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 Come on, <laughs> they, they say it ain't over till the fat lady sings. That's I apologise. I'm all you've got. <laughs> so, uh, from from well, from the three of us, thank you so much for coming this weekend. Uh, really hope you've had a good time. We're going to have a good old night of it tonight, and we'll be around, and everyone will be around, and we'll we'll, we'll have a good old time of it and enjoy Madrid uh, for as long as we can. Um, tie, uh, egg chaser ties are available. See those gentlemen there. If you're interested, they are lovely. Um, I'm profitable, very profitable. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Genuinely, thank you so much for coming. And let the boys play. Gavin, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Well, first up, I apologise that I don't speak Welsh, so I've had had to adapt the first song. Okay. Oh. But if you, uh, if you hear one of the six songs that is yours, feel free to join in, clap. Or exit to the bar. Okay. <laughs> so we'll go Wales first. This, if anyone you've seen Zulu, you might know this one. <laughs> Men of Hallock, stop your dreaming. Can't you see their spear points gleaming? See their warrior pennants streaming to this battlefield. 
Men of Halakstan, ye steady, it cannot be ever said ye, for the battle were not ready, Welshmen will not yield. From the hills rebounding, at the war cry sounding, summon all from Camus call, the mighty foes surrounding. Men of Halak, on to glory, this will ever be your story. Keep these burning words be, for the Welshman will not yield. Allons nos enfants de le patrie, le jour de gloire est arrivé. Contre nous de la tyrannie, l'étonnant sanglant élevé. L'étonnant sanglant élevé. Entendez-vous dans vos compagnes, nous dire ces forces de soldats qui viennent jusque dans vos bras, égorger vos fils et vos compagnes, aux hommes citoyens. Formez vos bataillons, marchons, marchons, le sang à brave l'océan. And did those feet in ancient times walk upon England's mountains green? And was the holy lamb of God on England's pleasant pastures seen? And did the countenance divine shine forth upon a clouded hills? And was your Satanic mills Bring me my bow Of burning gold Bring me my arrows Of desire Bring me my shield Oh cloud unfold Bring me my chariot Of fire I will not cease from mental fight, nor shall my sword sleep in my hand till we have built Jerusalem on England's green and pleasant land. Chill <laughs> Anok the hames a warna well, like Alec well con boss no sail, like on the shrek, when lavak na mele, shall live cani aron of loud Scotland, when will we see your likes again?
men that fought and died for your wee bit hell England and stood against him. Proud Edward's army and sent him homewards to think again. Those days are past now and in the past they must remain. But we can still rise now and be a nation again and stood against him. Proud Edward's army and sent him homewards to think again. Here's the last one. Fratelli d'Italia, Italia, Sedesa, Dallelmo. Scipio se cinta la testa dove la vittoria le porga la chioma le schiava di Roma le dio la creo 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 oh 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 key change Fratelli d'Italia, Italia se desta, dall'elmo di Scipio se cinta la testa, dove la vittoria, la poglia, la gloria, le schiava di Roma, le Dio a Cuneo. Sognamo a corte, siamo pronti alla morte, siamo pronti alla morte, Italia cavò. Sognamo a corte, siamo pronti alla morte, siamo pronti alla morte, Italia cavò. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.